Welcome to the Revival Center Podcast, where you can hear the latest messages and thoughts from our church. We hope you are encouraged and blessed by today's message. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Revival Center Podcast. We're so glad that you're here joining us again today. And if this is your first time, welcome. We're so glad to have you. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button. That's the best way to keep up to date with everything that happens here on the podcast. And uh, I tell you, it's been a lot of fun. We've had a lot of interviews lately. Um, from different people, whether that be um, from Dan Rivera to um, to Miss Sue Willis, who did our women's conference, to the Stanleys last week with our missions missionaries that uh, helped to fight human trafficking here in the U.S. So, I mean, lots of things. If you haven't listened to those, make sure you go back and listen. And um, you know, if you hit that subscribe button, you can also have all of our sermons as well as our revival talks automatically download and come to you there in whatever you're listening to us on. And so I just have a kind of a, a, a quick devotion today um, that I wanted to go in next week. You can look forward to uh, myself and Pastor Jason are going to be with our 100th episode of Revival Talks, which is kind of crazy that we are here. Um, we're going to talk about leadership, leading, um, so many things like that, just, you know, not just in the church, but how to just be a leader in your home, how to um, how to take charge and and actually like execute and do th- do things to accomplish things, um, and that's what we're about. And so, um, I just want to talk about briefly. Um, our men's ministry uh, went to the men's encounter uh, last weekend, and on the Saturday morning, uh, I guess you could say service is kind of a, a shorter devotion, somewhat time. Um, they are the end off the men's encounter. We had uh, the privilege of hearing a small sermon from a member of the men's lead team at the national office, uh, Gordon Houston, and um, he really challenged the men, and it was it was a wonderful time. But there was a part of this that I think that really, really stuck out to me and has, has kind of been circling around a lot of what we have been talking about in the church, what we have been, I've been seeing in so many different circles, and yeah, you know, I just want to talk about this because I think this is a an area. Uh, I think men. This happens to men a lot. I think it happens to women as well. But I think generally in the church we have this problem, and I think that problem is is that we we cut our lives into sections of things that are holy and things that are secular. We say these things are of God. That God works on these things. And then we just move on and don't think about them, or we, you know, act like they're lesser, or so many different things. And with that being said, I want to talk about this idea that everything matters to God, even the little things. Everything matters to God, even the little things. And so I think. When we see this accusation against the church of, of, and especially against certain people, let's just say, of being hypocrites, right? Of saying that you do the right things in the church, you go to church, you say all the right things, you know the right prayers, you stand up, you sit down, you raise your hands, you do everything in the right form, in the right way, and yet you go home and there seems to be a complete disconnect. It seems that you're not treating your family in the right way, you're maybe not acting the right way at work, or so many other things. 
And it it seems as if, and, and it is, that there's a there's something missing there. There's some gap there that is causing this to happen. And I think what that is is that we have defined certain things like going to church, reading the Bible, what we do on Sunday, what we do inside the walls of the church is holy, and somehow what we do everything else as secular and as something else. And so when we divide our lives like that, we understand that we have to be on our P's and Q's when we're um, at church. We have to act right. We say the right things. But then once we you know, get out, we say, oh, well, you know, maybe I'm just a Christian that has this problem, but God loves me. Or maybe I'm a Christian that has this problem, but would we do the same thing in the church? I don't think so. And so I want to look at this verse, and, and this is taking it in a little different direction than maybe the text is looking at, but I want I want you to really think about this idea. I know this is going to be a very familiar passage, but it's in Matthew chapter 10, verses 29 and 30. And it's talking about what the Lord takes care of, which is, are, you not, are not two sparrows sold for a penny, and not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father? But even the hairs on your head are all numbered. So in this section, in this part, it's talking about not having fear because the Lord cares about even the sparrows. But I want for a moment to not just focus on what the text is particularly about, but let's think about the idea that God cares about the little things. God cares about the sparrows. God cares about the number of hairs on your head. God sees them. God knows them. And so if we realize that, we realize that nothing is trivial. Nothing is flippant. Nothing just doesn't matter. And so when we take that into consideration, we realize the weight that really happens when we're looking at how we live our lives, how we approach work. You know, it's not that being a pastor is holy work and everything else is secular. It's that God instituted work. Work is holy no matter what your job is. Now, obviously, there are jobs that are sinful. You know, I mean, if you're a hitman, uh, you're not you're not doing holy work. But you get what I mean. That it doesn't matter if you're a pastor, or you're a custodian, or you're an electrician, or you're a lawyer. All of these jobs are holy. Why? Because work is holy. The way that we work matters. The way that we approach our daily lives matter to God. So if, if, we, if we say this is a holy section and God has something to say about this holy section, but this is a secular section and God doesn't have anything to say about that, then we're not going to live in a godly way in those lives. We live disjointed. We live disconnected. We've pushed God out of places that he deserves to be in. And so this applies not just to our jobs, but to our families, right? Our homes are holy. God instituted the family. God instituted marriage. It's not that God cares about our marriage as long as we just take them to church and we go to church together and we take our kids to Sunday school and then, you know, what happens in the home happens in the home. That's That just makes no sense. And yet that's how so many times we approach our lives. And so 
If we understand that God cares about everything, that God cares about the little things, the little things matter. You know, I, I think sometimes we, a p- big problem is that we like to live life on autopilot. We don't consider why we do things, what we do, what what the, what our heart says, what what's the condition of our heart. You know, when you when you're really down to the nitty gritty, when you're down to, you are in life and death, or let's say you are downed on your on your luck and you have but one or two decisions to make. There's not a plethora of things. There's not a, a lot of things to distract you. You just have one goal. You can be a target on that goal. It's really easy to focus and do well. But then when we come and are maybe living and having good things going on, which obviously praise God for, sometimes we just get distracted. We don't have that focus on what's important. We forget the importance. We forget what got us to where we are. We forget the discipline that God commands us to live. And so it's not just, you know, I think when I, I that verse that I, or the two verses that I talked about in, in Matthew chapter 10, 29 and 30, there is a, a way in which it says, you know, we should not worry because God cares about the little things. But also the fact, I think, as well, that's equally as weighty, is that we should care because God cares. You know, God cares about the way that we treat people around us. God cares about the way we work. God cares about the way we spend our time. You know, it's not that, oh, God, I give you my Sunday so the rest of the six days are mine. <laughs> it's that, Lord, all the days are yours. And and that's where we can live such peace-filled, joy-filled lives. I think one of the things that we 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 buy into is that I give God what seems to be God's, and I give God what you know I think He would want, and then I can then control the rest. That by me going to church on Sunday, therefore I have earned the right to get, control the rest, and God now gives me the ability to do so. And you know, it's really it's really crazy because it's not like we're treating God as if He's God. It's not even that we're treating God as if He's Lord. It's almost like we're doing a deal with Him. Like I give you, I give you your day, give me my six. You know, that's that's not that's not a healthy way of of interacting with a holy and perfect God. But in reality, we think that's what's going to give us the most joy. We seek after our own joy, and I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that. Because, and the reason why I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that is because if we truly, if we really are seeking after our own joy, the place in which we're really going to find the most joy is in God. 100%. It's not going to be in things. It's not going to be in other people. It's going to be in God. And so I think that it's so counterintuitive, but if we give everything to God. It seems, what, what? I'm relinquishing control? I mean, we, we love to have control. We love to hold on to things. But if I relinquish that, if I let go of that and say, God, you have my seven days. You have every day. You have every hour. You have my free time. You have my hobbies. You have what I care about. God, show me your heart. We're going to have way more joy way more fullness. We're going to realize the importance of the small things. We're going to realize the importance of the struggle, of the pushing, of the of the the intensity, of the, you know, the big things. Like, you know, 
everything speaks to God's glory. Everything speaks to God's blessings. When my feet hit the floor in the morning, I can praise God that I have a roof over my head, that I slept in a bed. When I brush my teeth, I can thank God that I have teeth. <laughs> I mean, it seems so trivial, but there are many people who don't have healthy teeth, and I have it, so I can praise God for that. When I get in my car, I have the ability to drive. I mean, I mean, it's, it's endlessly every small thing that we're able to do is because of God. When I wash dishes, I don't know what your chore of choice is, or not of choice, but maybe uh, your chore of necessity, as we all have many, but in my house, I'm the dishwasher, the designated dishwasher, and I always say that they never end. As soon as you uh, finish them, all of a sudden the sink's full again. And you know, there's a temptation, I think, with all of these little things, little things like that, little chores, little things, little things at the job, doing doing all the little things right, that we forget that every little thing matters because it points to the goodness and the blessings of God. That I have dishes to do, that I have plates to wash, that I had food to eat, so many things. And when I view that the little things matter to God, then I'm going to do it so much differently. I'm going to strive after things. You know, this this may seem unattached, but I'll try to connect it. Uh, I did a blog a couple weeks ago here on our Revival Center blog. If you aren't familiar with it, if you go to our website, click the blog tab, and you'll see um, all of our blogs that we've been doing every week um, for over a year now. And, you know, I... I love this quote. I read it, and it seems like it's been coming up over and over again. I read it a few months ago. I did a blog on it. I started reading another book yesterday, and it had the quote in it. I'm like, wow, this is this is just everywhere. But it's a quote from G.K. Chesterton that says, There are no uninteresting subjects, just uninterested people. I'm going to say that again. There are no uninteresting subjects, just uninterested people. You see, the, the moment that we think that something is trivial, that something means nothing, we probably just aren't giving it its due. We, if you think that you've gotten tired of your spouse, it, just think about this. They are a human being. Think about how little you know yourself, just first off. And then think about there's this other human being that you're doing life with, that there are almost infinite ways that you can discover. Don't they become way more interesting? Their little quirks, their joys, their highs, their lows. All of a sudden, when you realize just how interesting, you value it more. Your job, your family, your I mean, anything. I mean, think about it. Just looking at the birds outside, there are millions and millions of types of birds, and God formed every single one of them. Won't that just bring praise? Won't that just well up inside of you a desire to praise? Because if you think about it, everything is deeper than we realize. God cares about them all, 
And in all of those things, none of it could happen without God, so we can praise Him so deeply. So I hope that kind of flowed together. I know that was a lot of different thoughts there just going through my head, but it's just been something that I've really been meditating on, something I've really been thinking about, trying to trying to figure out myself. I mean, you know, it's, it's a, such a deep thing. All the little things matter, and if I just pay attention and really dive deep, there are endless possibilities of understanding just what's going on around me, just how much God values it, just how much God loves it, and just how much it brings God glory. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Make sure that you tune in next week for our 100th episode. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. We appreciate each and every one of you for all that you do. Share these episodes. We want to grow, not because we want to have the biggest podcast, but because we really think that by sharing our hearts, by sharing stories, by by diving deep, that we're in community together and we're growing together because that's really the goal. We just want to grow together. and We want to just give you just a, a, a way to think, uh, something to, to latch on to and just say, you know what, let me think about that. Let me see what the Lord has to say and go from there. So we thank you guys so very much for listening, and we'll see you next time.